0: Welcome to Integrating Chinese Medicine with the Dao Health. I'm Elizabeth Cullen.
1: And I'm Georgia Fong. And we are traditional Chinese medicine practitioners and acupuncturists. We are your hosts, providing an educational platform for practical ways to integrate Eastern medicine into your Western lifestyle.
0: Throughout this podcast series, we will be discussing the benefits of getting to know our bodies in a practical sense and how to be an advocate for your own health. Hello and welcome back to episode two of Chinese medicine and how we treat amenorrhea. Welcome back, Georgia. Hey, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, so today we're going to start off with Chinese medicine background and our view on amenorrhea and what are we looking for as an acupuncturist?
1: Yep. And how we can treat that through lifestyle and how changes we can, as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Through treatment. Yeah. Yeah, great. So should we start with the paradigm of traditional Chinese medicine?
1: Yes, I think that's a great place to start. Okay.
0: So, Ji, in consultation, what does your consult look like and what are you looking for as well as symptoms with the patient?
1: Um, So um, usually as a Chinese medicine practitioner, we always start with observing the signs and symptoms. Great. Um, We'll check the pulse and observe the tongue as well as part of our diagnosis. And with that, we'll also palpate the abdomen and um, palpation of the channels and the meridians as well that are on the physical body.
0: Okay. And for a listener who hasn't experienced acupuncture treatment before, why are you looking at the tongue? Why are you palpating the channels and the abdomen?
1: So um, observation of the tongue gives us an insight into what's going on inside the body. Um, So we look at color, we look at texture um, and through that diagnosis, we know if there's enough blood, if there's um, invasion of different kinds of dampness and cold within the body, and it gives us an indication of where we target our treatments.
0: Yeah, okay. So um, with that side of things, when you're talking about dampness and cold, mm. so for a person who didn't really know what dampness and cold is, yep. um, we know them as the evils. Yeah. Um with the evils, uh, with dampness and cold. So we'd see those as an obstruction on the meridian.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um, I guess how would that work as a disharmonizing the body or why would dampness and cold affect the body, especially when we start to talk about gynecology?
1: Well, when we think of amenorrhea, we want to ensure that there is enough blood flow to the reproductive organs, to the ovaries, to support ovulation and to the uterus to build up that endometrial lining. Mm -hmm. So if there's an obstruction of dampness and cold and that inability for the blood flow to move into the reproductive organs, then we're not going to have a menstrual cycle
0: so traffic on the highway
1: yeah great yeah. love that analogy yeah, yeah. so
0: you usually use that with patients yeah. so so with a channel meridian depending on what they're coming in for so if there's an obstruction there so like what you're saying yeah um yeah so is that yeah so when we're talking about that blood flow to the smooth flow to the yeah to the bowel gong to the uterus and to the ovaries
1: yes yeah yeah, yeah. and then with that you know we also look at emotions. Yeah. Um, we look at different diet factors and we also look if there is enough blood with amenorrhea. So that could be, um, that missing piece of the puzzle.
0: Yes. And I guess with that blood vacuity, why is the body not able to build enough blood for a period? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then through that, um, we look at which organ systems are in disharmony.
0: Okay. So should we do a little bit of a note of with organs, with Chinese medicine and how we look at them a little bit differently to conventional medicine?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good place to start before we delve into the different organs yeah, themselves. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. it gets
0: a little bit complex yeah. to get your head around, um, especially I remember the first day of uni and they started to talk about, do you remember uh-huh. they started to talk about the liver and this energetic property? Yes. And I can't remember who the lecturer was, but it this has always stuck with me. They said, what you know about conventional medicine, just drop it for one minute. Yeah. Learn your energetic concept and then you'll build that back up learning from the conventional properties and roles of the organs.
1: And I love that. Because yeah. Because it gives it an idea of, you know, we do look at the organ systems themselves, but in Chinese medicine, um, it is a little bit different and you don't want to confuse the two.
0: No. So <laughs> and I guess that's the thing, isn't it? It's you know, if we were to talk about the liver then you're talking about, yes, there's the local liver area underneath the right rib and what's the liver's roles in the body. So we know that that's part of detoxification and we don't really need to go into the actual liver roles today. But from that acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine philosophy and perspective on medicine – There's also that the liver has an emotion and the liver has a channel that is associated with it that runs all the way down from the big toe, coming through the inner leg, coming up through the the groin, up to the nipple and then all the way to the ribs. And then you've also got that emotional side of things, the channel and where it runs. So where's that traffic on the highway of the liver meridian additional to what the liver is actually doing so
1: because it's not the functional liver no it's not
0: the functional liver it's your energetic liver, liver. which your functional liver is definitely taken into consideration and yeah. you know when you're looking at pathology you'll be looking at the liver results with ast and alt but at yeah. the same time you know as we were talking about when we we're prepping that side of things of um when patients say but my liver's fine yep
1: yeah. but it's like but the liver organ system, and when we do the palpation of the pulse yes. and palpating the channel, yes, we can see a dysfunction there from a Chinese medicine perspective, which we want to address yeah. through Chinese medicine treatment.
0: Definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So I guess um, while we're talking about the liver, we may as well start there. Yes. Um, so what causes disharmony in the organ systems and how does that affect gynecology and your period? Yes. So menstrual cycle.
1: So um, I think we could we can say that there are four organ systems um, so we look at the heart the liver the spleen and the kidney mm-hmm. um, so if we want to start with the spleen okay yeah because in chinese medicine um, the commencement of blood takes place through the fluid and food the fluid and food sorry mm-hmm, yep. um that we consume so that's
0: where we come from with being saying that the diet's so important
1: yes yeah yeah okay um and then talking about the liver Mm-hmm. Before it stores the blood.
0: Stores the blood and mood with the hun. With the hun. With the hun, the hun mood. mood. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um and also the movement of blood. Yes. Throughout the body. Yeah. Um and then we've got the heart. It controls the distribution of the blood.
0: hmm And our friend the Shen.
1: The Shen. The spirit. Yeah. Which we um we all need to support our mental and emotional well being. Um, that's a real an important factor when we're thinking of amenorrhea and gynecological gynecological concerns mm-hmm. um and then coming down to the kidneys um which governs the lower jiao, the lower part of the body um and the Tiangui, which we'll go into in a moment um and it's the origin of libido and sexual desire fluids and vitality so that's super important as well
0: yeah so even if we jumped into jing so, you know, that's your life essence. And if you don't have Jing, then you don't have life. Yep. So and that all starts with the kidneys and kidney is life, really. Yes. Yeah. So if we
1: don't have that,
0: then we don't have
1: life. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but then, you know, even talking about fertility and estrogen, then we're starting to talk about the kidneys, aren't we?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So um, when we start to talk about those channels, yes, we talk about the Zang Fu, which is our organ system, but then we jump into using the words, which you'll become familiar with when you come into clinic. Um, so yeah. my Um, the Chong Mai and the Ren Mai. So Chong Mai being the sea of blood flow, the Ren Mai being the sea of yin and the Bao Mai channel connecting the heart. So again, let's talk about the central nervous system, mental health side of things with the Shen and the spirit and that connecting down through to the uterus and how that's affecting that axis. Um, So that's that side of things of when we're talking about the sea of blood and the sea of yin, again, is there traffic on the highway or is there not enough blood to flow? So when we talk about Tiangui, so our (laughs) favourite. Yes. (laughs) Um, So it's it's our blood with purpose. So it's secondary to um, our blood in our body. It's a special type of blood because it's specific to menstruation and to conception. So it is affected by the spleen, kidneys and heart. And if there is an imbalance in these organs, then you will see... That affected, by in the Tiangwe. So it yeah. is when we say that your period is your monthly report. It really is because if your tiangwe has been affected, or if there is no Tianguay, yeah. then that's that gentle knock of the body saying, "Hey, something's going on here. I, I can't, I can't give you a period anymore because there's an imbalance."
1: And that's when the um, we don't see a period flow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. So if we were to jump into there, Georgia what would be the cause of that blood flow. I guess we've chatted a little bit about that, but just a little bit more in depth. Um,
1: in forms of like diagnosis yeah, and different patterns. Yeah,
0: from yeah, from a different pattern type of perspective.
1: Yeah, so um in the previous episode we spoke about the different reasons why women won't have a period.
0: Yeah, from a conventional medicine perspective. From a conventional
1: medicine side of things. So, from a Chinese medicine perspective, um, we look at whether there's a deficiency pattern, so there's not enough, Mm -hmm. um, or an excess pattern where there's some kind of obstruction causing an inability of blood flow to create a period. So that traffic. Yeah. Something stuck. Something stuck, absolutely. So when we're looking at a deficiency pattern, we're looking at not enough um, kidney chi or kidney essence. So the jing. That jing, that life essence, that life force, um, or not enough um, spleen and stomach chi. So there's not enough um, energy to produce the blood flow. Um, through that
0: abundant source of chi that we need in our body. Yes. That, yeah? yeah. Yeah. And
1: through um, digesting the food that we're consuming and creating that blood and nutrients. So sometimes we need to just support the digestion yeah, as well. simply, yeah, yeah, for our
0: body to function adequately and to process into blood flow as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if we look at an excess condition, um, we're looking at that traffic on the highway, so a stagnation of qi and blood flow, um, an obstruction of cold or dampness, um, and then we can also see patterns of increased heat which dries up the fluids, which we're looking at that perimenopausal um, con- presentation presentation yeah
0: yeah okay so from that side of things with an acupuncture treatment so how does that again relate to acupuncture in Chinese herbal medicine
1: yeah so um with amenorrhea um I think we can both agree it's a common condition that we see at the Dow Health.
0: Yeah, very, very common, and safe to say that it's becoming more common.
1: Yeah, yeah, and lots of women are seeking out help to find, which is fantastic. Their menstrual cycle again. I yeah. think so, and I think with the knowledge
0: of now knowing that a menstrual cycle is healthy and a regular cycle is even healthier. Yes. So that side of things of also women coming off the pill.
1: Yeah big time.
0: Yeah, more people are becoming aware of the side effects with the pill or and it's not just when they're looking now to have babies or to conceive it's it's for women's general health that we're now seeing oh wow the period is the fifth vital sign yeah. and it is a reflection of yourself and of yourself and your health yes. and you do feel so much better when you have a regular cycle.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So what what are we looking for we're focusing in an acupuncture treatment
1: for amenorrhea um so we want to balance the hormones um we want to work to improve blood circulation um and with that promote ovulation so i think in the last episode we spoke about the focus on supporting ovulation rather than the period because if there's ovulation we're going to see a period
0: exactly yeah and i guess our favorite acupuncture point for that so zigo yeah so located above the ovaries and you're nourishing blood flow yeah. and i think it's also when we talk about that acupuncture treatment we're awakening that hp access again yeah. the hpo access yeah of um of our acupuncture points where which may be located on the top of the head and yeah. that's that connection of Trying to get the body to start talking again, yeah, and, and
1: recommunicating that re-communicating, feedback, yeah, and building enough fuel, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then if we were go to prescribe Chinese herbs, mm-hmm. um, Liz, what sort of avenue would you go down with that?
0: So depending on the individual, so what the underlying pattern was, so is there not enough of in the body, or is there too much? And I really like the proverb that acupuncture is the lesson and the Chinese herbal medicine is the homework so depending on the patient so some patients may only have acupuncture and some patients may only have herbs but they work really beautifully together to support the menstrual cycle to begin again and again we're supporting and nourishing the body to have enough chi and blood flow to allow a period to open the gates yep. <laughs> So to allow that flow to begin again but again we need that fuel so we need enough in there for the blood to actually to begin so that your body feels safe enough to have a period
1: yeah. And I think mm. as well, sometimes, you know, we do prescribe different Chinese herbal formulas at different phases of the cycle. Yeah, definitely. So a woman's body can find her rhythm.
0: Yes. And yeah. I think it's, again, we were talking about this in the first episode about patients
1: yes. as well. Patients. Yeah. Patients. Patience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry,
0: patients. Um, <laughs> that an ovarian cycle takes 90 to 100 days. Yeah. And yeah. again, acupuncture treatment will be a longer process so it it may be you know again accumulative and treating once a week for four weeks but treatment can be up to three months to a year to try and get a period to support a period to come back because again you don't want to push it either do you no no you want this to be gentle and you want the you want to support the body to allow a cycle to begin when it's ready because it has enough support and nourishment
1: and naturally as well, naturally. so the body knows what it's doing. Knows what it's doing, yeah. and then I think with that as well, we've got the acupuncture, we've got the Chinese herbs, and then we can delve into that lifestyle advice side of things. Our favorite, yay! Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so Georgia and I both have a particular passion on Yang Sheng. Love it. So Yang Sheng is a um, it's a Chinese mechanism of self care. So Yang translates to nourishing, nurturing, or nursing, and Sheng is life birth and growth so you could see the young sheng is nourishing life nurturing birth or nursing that growth within yourself or whether we're nursing growth with conceiving and supporting yep. pregnancy either way new life or new life within yourself in that next chapter or season that you're coming into as an individual um so let's just start off with our diet so chinese dietary therapy one major aspect of how we treat big time
1: big
0: big big time because what you're doing every day is eating so how are you fueling yourself and how are you serving yourself with particular foods so food can go either way if it's anti-inflammatory and you're supporting yourself with a low inflammatory diet and really building your body up or is it a high inflammatory diet that is really going the other way and not supporting you
1: Yeah, Yeah. and I think as well, you know, we have to consider are we having enough foods of the right foods and when are we eating those foods? So when we think of things like intermittent fasting, it's Mm. not for everybody.
0: No. And And
1: finding out what's right for you. Exactly,
0: and intermittent fasting definitely is very trendy over the last, what, 18 months? Yeah. Yeah. And the fact is is a lot of those studies haven't been done on females who menstruate.
1: And keeping that in mind because – um, patients do come in and they feel great on it, but then they've lost their period.
0: Yes, and so, so the body again is gently saying, hey, yes <laughs> and I guess please give me food please. and I guess it is that side of things of a soft fast isn't going to hurt no yeah no and, and you know making sure you're eating enough food in that fast but at the same time are you having coffee while you are fasting because that's really going to put central nervous system stress onto you which you may already that cup may already be empty
1: yes so. and I think as well um, ensuring that you have um enough carbs, enough protein, and enough healthy fats in your diet as well. And
0: eating the colours of the rainbow.
1: Yeah, because often I think um, we get caught into the trap of cutting whole food groups out, Mm. and that's when the body's not happy.
0: Not happy. Yeah. Not happy. And that side of things of when we talk about our 80% cooked foods and 20% raw, do we want to jump into warming foods a bit more? Because that is one of our major Passions with yes. food and how much that can actually change a woman's period cycle. Mm-hmm. So period coming back, but also the quality of their period. Yes. So warming foods, what do we mean by that?
1: Um so we want uh warm or previously cooked foods. Yes. Um I think the best way to understand it, this is our bodies run warm. Nice. Our bodies run at 36 degrees. Um so it's easier for our digestive system to digest and absorb warm or previously cooked foods creating blood and nutrients to send to the rest of the body, including down to the reproductive organs.
0: Beautiful. And you know another way I always think about it? Yeah. If a spleen, so when we're talking about the spleen, we're being able to promote that chain and blood flow from what we've eaten. Yeah. If the spleen's weak, you know how with a baby we would feed them a pureed food? Yeah. So yeah. it's almost like supporting the body. If the body is weaker as well, mm-hmm. that you support that body by making the food easier to digest.
1: Yeah. I think that's a, great way to think about it yeah. but we don't want to be eating pureed food no no
0: definitely not and not the little cam ones no although some of the moms say it's great but but yeah definitely not um but, but those
1: soups and those stews, stews. and slow cooked you meals slow
0: and it's so much easier Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time it's a lot more economic as well. Absolutely. So yeah, the warming foods is definitely a place where warming up, especially when we're talking about the evil of cold, yeah. which I know e- the evils may sound a little bit out there, but from a Chinese medicine perspective, the, ev- the evils are a pathogen which can really affect gynecology. And if there is cold in the uterus for a certain reason, then that A can cause amenorrhea or painful periods. Yeah. And really by warming that body back up and supporting that blood flow, because you know how, we talk about the butter
1: yes favorite analogy <laughs> which sometimes water. works
0: and doesn't work but if the butter is stuck then it's not going to move yep. that there's, there's a clear obstruction of wherever it may be yep. but if it's been warmed it will flow really yep. nice and smooth so and yeah. do i want
1: to continue to think of that the warm butter. <laughs> the warm
0: butter. Warming the uterus. Yes. yes.
1: And then we want to think of um, also some specific Chinese medicine um, dietary advice and foods for yeah. particular reasons. Yeah, love that. Um, mm-hmm. So start with the goji berries.
0: Yeah, in our period porridge.
1: Period porridge, yes. So what's in the recipe for our period porridge?
0: So warming, it's a warm porridge um, <laughs> that has our goji berries in it. So Gucci Z, which does rhyme with ovulatory of that um, and then you've got the black sesame seeds which yeah. for the meridian of the
1: the kidneys, the kidneys. um yeah. and so that's nourishing the kidneys our life essence and our vitality and our jing and yeah. our jing yeah. yeah um and then we've got the cinnamon which is really warming and um,
0: very good for your spleen
1: very good for the spleen mm. and warming on the reproductive organs as well yeah um and so with those three then we've got the oats um, adding some water into there and a bit of protein.
0: And a bit of protein of yeah. your choice. Yeah. Yeah, so whether um, that be a nut butter or whether that be a yoghurt, so whether or not it's a healthy Greek yoghurt or yeah. coconut yoghurt for yeah. people who are choosing to be dairy-free. Yeah. But easy, easy way to start the day with a seasonal fruit.
1: And delicious.
0: And delicious, <laughs>
1: and you never get sick of it. <laughs> yeah. um, um, and then so if we come down to – um. Other Yang Cheng advice. Mm -hmm. Um, So with the food side of things, we want to ensure healthy body weight. Yes. Um, And then coming down to exercise and movement.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So this is a big one. Yeah. So exercise and movement. So with patients who are currently experiencing amenorrhea, especially HA. Yes. um, So hypothalamic amenorrhea. um, Exercise really needs to be calmed down. So it doesn't mean that you can't move. Definitely movement every day is so good for the body in some form, but we need to focus on that movement being a little bit more yin, so calm and gentle rather than being fully yang. So there's definitely a lot of conversations I've had to have of saying, okay, look, HIIT training's got to go, unfortunately, just until we get a period back. It doesn't mean that it's gone forever. Yeah. But HIIT training isn't the best for a woman who is experiencing amenorrhea. Yeah. But that doesn't mean resistance training goes.
1: Yeah, we should, as women, we should be doing weight-bearing exercises. Yes, definitely,
0: definitely and for our muscle mass and our bone density.
1: And do you recommend yoga as well?
0: Yes, definitely yoga, um, yeah. the yin yoga, as well as um, to get that flow of yin, which, again, is supporting and slowing you down. Um, and even if that is that 30 to minutes to an hour of peace that you get two week, two times a week or whatever it may be, and that's so easily done at home as well, especially during this time. Yes. Um. But I guess your favorite with resistance,
1: uh, reformer Pilates. Reformer
0: Pilates, yeah, <laughs> amazing.
1: And it's a great form of strength building for women. Yes, exactly. Um, toning as well. Yeah. Build up a sweat. Posture. Posture. Core. Core.
0: Stretching. Stretching. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah, it takes it all. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it is that side of things. Of even though you may not, you may not be recommended to do so much heat training, there is so many other options. To support your body to feel strong.
1: Because it's all about movement. It's just about regulating chi and blood flow throughout the body. Throughout the entire
0: body and supporting that liver meridian.
1: And I always like, you know, are you feeling invigorated or exhausted by your workout?
0: Yeah, that's a good way to say it. That's a really good way to say it.
1: Yeah, so you should be invigorated.
0: Yeah, so you should feel like you're ready to tackle the day. Yep. Rather than to feel exhausted and drained.
1: And wanting to go back to bed.
0: Yeah, that's a really good way to say it. I'm going to start using that. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like that. Um, And then if we come down to some other aspects, um, obviously stress is a big one. Yeah. Um, We want to be supporting our mental and emotional well-being.
0: And and a really nice way to sometimes say that is, is this worth my health? So if something stressful has happened, they're starting to put that perspective in, as well as with our best friend, Sarah Blondin.
1: Yeah. So regular meditations. Yeah, um, you
0: can find her on Insight Timer, and she will change your life. Yes, we <laughs> I <mean>, love her. We <laughs> do love her. <laughs> but um, yeah, stress is stress is such a big factor, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and also, what changes you can make in your day to day life to help support your mental and emotional well being? Yeah. As well, yeah, definitely. You can shift that stress somewhere.
0: And if you are really struggling, then call it looking out and asking for help for, with a psychologist
1: absolutely, to learn how your brain
0: works and yeah. to support you from an everyday perspective is one of the best changes that you can make if if necessary. If yes. it is something where you don't know where to start, then yeah. you can go through the GP with the medic mental health care plan as well. It's a wonderful yeah. option to find a, a local GP and have a chat and um, they can navigate you to the right direction for a psychologist who will be able to help you
1: because that's really important as well
0: yeah yeah exactly so you know your physical body may be showing signs of what you and also needing to support your psychological health as well and, and looking after your mental health yeah yeah and big one there is rest rest which it's is sometimes the resting. hardest yeah um, supporting and it's okay that to mean. do nothing it's okay scheduling yeah. downtime yes it's okay to do that. And that is a really big yin aspect and yin aspect is then linked with the
1: blood. Yep.
0: So, again, just making that time for you and whether rest for you is seeding and sowing. So, say, for example, getting out in the garden. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Gardening's nice. It's and now that it's
0: getting warmer. Yeah, getting a bit of vitamin D on the solar panels. Absolutely. Yeah, or um, rest being reading or whatever it may be for you. Maybe that's your meditation or having a bath with some magnesium salts.
1: Or even watching Netflix. Yeah. No
0: rules, no rules, no rules. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, that's it. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, and we probably should just flag as well. Um, so with lifestyle advice, that would be for young Sheng. But we also need to check p- with pregnancy tests. So don't rule out if you um have any or you find that you do have an irregular cycle. It is best. To check that you um that you aren't pregnant because yep. sometimes you may sporadically ovulate, um and also just being screened for perimenopause as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then other than that, I think we've pretty much covered it all. Do
0: you want to finish with your favorite cup?
1: Now? Oh yeah. So we want to remember um you can't pour from an empty cup, so you have to fill your own cup first. So through this Yangsheng invite, advice, this will be filling your cup. To help restore that yin and that blood and that nourishment um to then allow your body to find the rhythm to bring on a healthy period
0: perfect and then so if that's full and then you can pour to others as well yes beautiful
1: amazing okay thank you so much for listening thanks guys we'll see, see you later. next week Bye. Yes. bye